Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Glee. Aggressive. Is excited to partner with Nettles and Paint. Looking for a unique gift or piece to add to your home? Nettles and Paint specializes in handmade home decor and divination tools. From posters to custom pieces, Nettles and Paint has everything for everyday spooky babes. They're also the exclusive home of the popular indie tarot deck, the RJC Tarot, featuring original digital collage in honor of the artist's college best friend. And now, Nettles and Paint is offering Glee Aggressive fans a special 10% off your first order with the code GLEEK. Visit nettlesandpaint.store to start shopping with code GLEEK. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Glee Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And we are here today to talk to you about the, I guess, appropriately named Season 3, Episode 7 of Glee, I Kissed a Girl. Yes, it is not so much on the nose as much as it is just apropos it almost feels like it's on the wrong nose um but (laughs) we'll talk about that this originally aired november 29th 2011 so i guess this was their thanksgiving episode well we give thanks for santana i guess i don't know okay um (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's early guys um so i know let's just say maybe you woke up at eight (laughs) Have you ever woken up at, like, 8 in the morning and been like, all right, I'm awake now. First thing I gotta do is watch an episode of Glee. I mean, yep, very relatable <laughs> to the two people running this podcast. Sometimes you gotta set an alarm, get out of bed, make yourself a little coffee, and watch Glee. And here's the thing, though. I purposefully watched it last night after my show. I forced myself to sit through it because I was like, one of us is going to... <laughs> Wake up is going to set an alarm, (laughs) wake up and roll out of bed and watch this episode, and we cannot watch it at the same time. I know. I saw that you were watching it last night. I was like, oh, good. I don't, because I was going to text you to be like, I need to watch it in the morning. What time should I wake up? Here's the thing. When you have jobs, it turns out. You, you you have to pencil in your, your you Glee really, watching like, time. And pencil is the correct term because that shit moves. Anyway. Um, oh, we have this recap. Um, my only note from the recap is I just realized that the word cooter and recruiter rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I took away from that recap. I was like, oh, I wonder if that was on purpose. Cooter the recruiter. We're done here. Yep. That's it. <laughs> We've peaked. Glee <laughs> understands rhymes. Yes. Good day. Um, but, m- I mean, my biggest thing was, why were the last two shots of Adina Menzel and Puck, like, just, like, staring cold, and then Puck just, like, screaming? Which, like, it's obvious why, because I forgot what plot we're in. Hashtag but... drama. Hashtag drama. Uh, so we open the episode proper on Figgins's office um, <laughs> because we have a zero-tolerance bullying policy. Um, Literally, and 
so Finnegan's is like, we have to suspend you, Santana, because you slapped Finn, and we have a zero tolerance right. policy. And I literally paused and was like, no, you don't, because these kids get slushies thrown on them every day, and Kirk got slammed mm-hmm. into so many lockers. And then Santana literally goes on to say, where's your zero tolerance policy when we're getting slushies thrown at us? I'm, I'm like, oh, okay. Yes. They know. They know. She's right. It's fine, yeah, guys. They she's know. She's right. <laughs> They're aware that this is an arbitrary thing that... Biggins is saying because they certainly don't have a zero tolerance bullying policy. Absolutely fucking not. Kirk got thrown um, into a dumpster in season one by the main character of Finn. So like, yeah, let's think about that. Like, like that's how we opened our series. Yeah. And now they're brothers. What a time. Right? Dumpster to brother. <laughs> a new <laughs> series. The old pipeline. <laughs> a new series by Lifetime. <laughs> oh, God. Um. So... Uh, we learn that when she gets pissed off, she gets overtaken by her alter ego, Snix. Um, but this is also bad because sectionals are next week. Sure. Um, sure. So, fun fact. This is news. Fun fact. Snix is, like, a real Naya Rivera thing. Really? Like, that is some, like, one of her, like, own personal, like, jokes. That was her, like, some, that's another, like, Ryan Murphy took something from real life and put it in. Yeah, Naya Rivera oh, cool. used to, like joke that she had this alter ego named Snix who's like a bitch and like just mm. ready to cause problems. Um cool. And now every year um around Christmas her friends from Glee do a fundraiser for her to honor her called Snixmas. Um that's what that yes, is. So okay, that's really sweet. A real a real ass thing. Not just <laughs> a real ass not thing. something that came from Ryan Murphy's brain that actually came from Naya Rivera's brain, so wow credit where credit's due hell yeah um and so just in order to protect the group i guess okay like this is an episode of finn leadering yeah like because finn's got a like leader's got a lead or whatever Finn is leading and, and doing therapy and also like a little bit of blackmail just like just like as a treat little sprinkle of blackmail on the top <laughs> for as flavor yeah <laughs> Um, and Finn steps in here and says, no, she didn't actually slap me. What's it called when you slap a person on TV, but you don't really do it? A stage slap. Yeah, that's what had happened was. Yeah, that's the ticket. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It was a stage slap, see? (laughs) It was a stage slap, see? And so everybody is, everything is fine and good in the Gloonaverse. It is a Gloonaverse. It's also a Gloomaverse. Everyone's sad this episode. Uh, it's true. I thought to myself, Doom and Gloomaverse. Um, yeah, so Finn's angle is like, I won't get you suspended, but you and the Trouble Tones have to come sit in the choir room so we don't have to film two scenes for this um, <laughs> today and yeah. listen to us do therapy on you. But the therapy is yes. songs. And also I'm blackmailing you because if you don't do this, you will be suspended. Right. Yes. Damn. Um, whew. And so it is up to Santana. It's up to you. It's up to you. No pressure, but it's all on you, baby girl. It's up to you, um, but blackmail. But <laughs> um, we have Rachel in the hallway. She's nervous about the student council vote because Kurt needs it to get into Niata. He fucking doesn't. He doesn't. Like, if you're talking about this kind of, like, theater conservatory they care so much more about like your resume and like the audition that you put in and the your ability to learn and to like be taught kurt should be pursuing like some maybe community theater uh positions right now to bump beef up that resume i mean he just played officer crumkey so he's got that now 
That's something. He could probably and that's a solid role. Like they always need more boys in community theater productions. He could probably do something. True. Man. But no, he needs to win this. Yeah, and so Ethel from the flower shop can play nicely, nicely Johnson and Guys and Dolls instead Ian at the hates, community theater. Ian hates Guys and Dolls. I hate Guys and Dolls. I just tweeted about it. I know, it. <laughs> and I've been thinking about it for like weeks. <laughs> oh man, I'm honored. Um, Rachel says that she hasn't been so nervous for a vote since Lambert versus Allen. Did you look up what that I was? I did, and here's what's funny. You look at you Google Lambert versus Allen. I was like, okay, my brain went okay, theater related court case maybe like, and I was and the first thing that shows up is a 1950s Supreme Court of Virginia where so, uh, someone got hit by a car, and I was like, that doesn't seem like something Rachel would care about. But then right. the second result is American Idol, Adam Lambert versus Chris Allen, and I went, oh my fuck, this is about Adam Lambert. This is about American Idol. This is you know not what? about a court case at all. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Ryan Murphy here. That that's that's good. That's a good one. I don't know who wrote this episode, but point to that person. One point to that person. Who was like, remember? Because I think that was the 2009 American Idols. And sounds right. Yeah. So I was like, wow, what court case are we about to talk about? And I was like, oh no, it's not court at all. It's, it's just Adam Lambert. <laughs> the court of popular opinion. Adam Lambert, who is also a Fiero in A Wicked. Adam I Lambert, believe. who maybe we'll see in the in the Gluniverse. Ooh. Foreshadowing. Um, Rachel also says the phrase best gay, which I object I to. Was, that was my next note. And <laughs> Good. I, was like, I literally wrote question mark. Immediately followed by fuck off Jacob and Israel mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. he's just there to cause drama because Brittany is exceeding in the polls by 17 points. Oh, he, also, gets Kurt, distracted and just calls her Madam President. Which, like, valid. Kurt is also wearing what I can only describe as a studded bib. Kurt's... It's not a bandana, because it does have snaps in the back, like a baby bib. But it is covered <laughs> in metal studs, so he's wearing a studded bib. Kurt's wardrobe this episode is a whole nother level. He does have because... a sweater at the end that I envy Yes, so the one that's, like, not sleeves at all. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, like, neck. It's just a giant, it's just neck and torso and it's with, perfect. like, two holes. It looks like what you would wear as a grieving middle-aged woman. Like, your husband didn't oh, die recently, but he died, like, you go up to your house and it's like, oh, I moved to this house on the sea because my husband died two years ago and I'm still trying to figure out who I am as a person. But it's, right. it's chilly out. <laughs> But not so it's, chilly it's that very, I need sleeps. It's very that dramatic Meryl Streep movie. Mm-hmm. That dramatic Connie Britton role. Yeah. You know. It's great. Middle-aged women who wear who wear sweaters. It's like almost a poncho, but not quite. It's almost a... It's diet poncho. <laughs> poncho light. Um, um, okay. Um, yeah, so... We, we, we learn here that Kurt only... Kurt thinks he'll only win if he pulls a JFK. You're going to shoot Britney? No. <laughs> First that, of all, funny makes enough. no sense because JFK didn't shoot anyone. JFK got shot. Got shot. So if, if he was planning to shoot Britney, he'd be pulling um, a Lee Harvey Oswald, obviously. Right. <laughs> um, Duh. We all... I we, mean, I haven't seen Assassins, but... Yes. Did you not see... They did it in New Falls. No, it was during an... I think it was during Cabaret or something. It was during another show. It was, like, the same weekend. Oh. I'm like, this sucks. I saw Assassins. It was pretty good. Um, That's great. But I... Annette Annette directed that, right? Annette Storkman? Didn't she direct that one? Maybe. You're asking the wrong person. Go (laughs) Annette. We love Annette. 
Um, but for all the things I know about JFK, which is a few, I did not know about the controversy that JFK used his mob connections to win Illinois. I didn't either, yeah. I vaguely Wikipedia'd it. Wait, I thought that was Nixon that... Well, it was it was did versus he... Nixon. And oh, but JFK, JFK won. JFK won Illinois, presumably because he basically was like... Oh, that was what okay. Kurt was saying, that he would have not won the election if he hadn't had mob connections in Illinois. Right. Okay, um, cool. I was I was typing a note as that was happening, so I missed. I mean, it's um, not the point of the Glee episode to delve into U.S. presidential election history. Um, not yet, anyway. Fair. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it could be. Um, it could be. So, the aforementioned Finn music lesson this week is Lady Music Week. Finn is going full will, but doing it worse. It's so true, though. Like, Matthew Morrison was maybe less available this episode, and they were like, Finn, Time to Corey, step it up. Step it up, baby. Um, and so... The lesson this week is music for women by women, for ladies by ladies. All right. Um, Something about calling it ladies is worse. Yes. Like, I feel like even girls would be better. Something about ladies is like... Yeah. It feels feels much weirder. I think think it's because of that Dimitri Martin bit where he was like, if you tack the word ladies onto anything, it automatically sounds weird. Ladies. Yeah. Ladies. I feel like it's because, like... Women don't refer to each other as ladies. You're either right. you're not like me, like oh, I'm gonna go hang out with my ladies. Like no, <laughs> you're like I'm gonna go hang out with my girls, or you're like yeah. oh, look at that woman over there. You're not like look you're at that right. lady. Like I feel like only men call women ladies. I, I'm sure you're right. I don't have concrete I, proof for that. I just thought of this right now, but right. I mean, like all I can think of is like if I'm at work and I'm like, no, the young lady at the first mm-hmm. table would like. Mm-hmm. But that's also me pulling out like my teacher like, card. So that's also like customer service shit. But then yeah, you also yeah. have like tips hat milady, which <laughs> we have to be no. which no one wants. So no one wants. Um, At this point so, in the episode, I was like, "Sectionals is next week." Sectionals and you is guys next are doing week. this. What are we doing? We don't have anything on our set list. We have that one song that Blaine swooped in for. For Blaine purposes, and I don't even remember what it was, it was and so Friday Rachel night. Berry could be like, yes, and so Rachel could be like, we're doing that at sectionals, and we're like, oh yeah, that's a thing you have to do. And um, and this is two separate Glee clubs that need to be preparing for sectionals, who don't, which neither need of which, 12 members. exactly! <laughs> this is not what you should be doing with your time, guys. No, I, God. I understand Santana's going through a rough emotional moment, but maybe you've got a job to do. Right. Like, find a way to do both. Because, um, Santana, we're worried about you. This is all for you. We celebrate you with Brittany just because we support you and whoever you want to be. And, like, now we have to listen or we get to listen to Clayne saying that Pink song. It's So, yeah, first song of the day is Clayne singing Pink's Perfect, which yes. to me hit immediately as, like, a time capsule song. Like, a song that I heard oh, in 2011 and I do not hear anymore at all. Right. Um, it's true. And I don't hate the song, but I don't think I like it. And that's, like, not on them. I just don't think I like this song very much. I think there's a reason we left it in 2011. And, like, I typically like most things that Pink yeah. does. I think, like, she's, like, hit after hit. But, like, of all the Pink songs you're going to pick, you're going to pick the... And I, I get the function. Yeah. But, like, 
I don't know. It was just it's a this was an iTunes song. This was like sell it on iTunes. Right. Bait for sure. This also reminded me of how like even though Pink wasn't really rapping in this, we fully got that verse, like that spoken word verse of Blaine just going full white guy rapping, yeah. which was weird. But we also had the entire string section on this song. Yeah. It felt it was weird. It was weird. Um, and also, like, this is a song we sing to each other in the car. I'm like, this is not a good car song, frankly. Right. No. I don't know why. I still wanted this to be So What by Pink. If we're going to do a oh, Pink song. God, like... I love the Pink song, So What. Me too. I think that might be my favorite and Pink song. And that feels much more Santana, too. That's so... Oh, man. How did she not do that in this episode? Yeah, right? Like, Ugh. missed opportunities from Glee. This song, yeah, this song was felt commercial to me. Yeah. Especially because it's Curtin Blaine, so you're like... They did what they needed to yep. do to get the iTunes hit. Yep. It, it, I did not take it into a consideration as part of the episode. I thought... Right. Remember when I had to listen to this song a lot? And with all the horrible crap going on in Santana's life, now she gets to add that. Burn. Fair. Santana's just being Santana. Santana be Santana. Um, we got Sue's journal. Yep. Um, so she's neck and neck with the pizza guy that ran the ad. Yes. And we have a weird kind of lesbian, like, pseudo-lesbian plotline where it's, like, meta self-aware that, like, Jane Lynch is a lesbian yes. and has, like, all the traits of, like, short hair, um, track suits. contact sports, track suits, like, all that. But, like, the truth is, I like men. Yeah, the fact that she had to say um, it out loud to her journal. Right. And so now she's going to, like, go through this bananas fucking list I... of men that she can just call up. I do have her entire list, including the one she didn't say aloud, which includes yes, yes, yes. Eric Stoltz. Okay. Todd Bridges. Okay. Vladimir Putin. Yikes. Got that. Uh, Dan Quayle. Yep. Um, Stephen Baldwin. Yes. Oliver North. Mm-hmm. Matt Lauer. Yes. Johnny Cochran. Right. And David Boreanaz of Bones fame. <laughs> of Bones fame, you know. <laughs> Welcome to Bones cast. Sue Sylvester <laughs> loves Bones. <laughs> Sue Sylvester and that and I have that in common. <laughs> the one thing. The one the one link. Um man I got I laughed so hard when he's when she said, Better luck next time, David Boreanaz. <laughs> that was the best pull, I think. I laugh. Yes. For us at least. Yes. <laughs> for us. That that was the joke that was written there that for us. That was the joke. That was the the chef's kiss joke of this episode, which also makes sense because bones is also on fox but then we cut to beast eating a turducken and she recruits emma and will to count the ballots um turduckens were like such a thing and like the turduckening of items like yes 2011 was truly the time when we were like let's put foods inside of other foods inside of inside of other foods like that was the thing that's what we did for fun back then yeah we had cherpumple cake yeah which was i mean to be i mean massive wild but great excessive i would say excessive it was a time of excess we had nothing else going on for us so we were like why don't we just make dumb extravagant food creations yeah this was 2011 yeah yeah we hadn't even thought about re-electing obama yet so like we were just coasting right we had time to do dumb shit like stuffing food inside of other food and vine and vine um (laughs) um, one of those things should come back (laughs) <laughs> we'll let you decide we'll let you what. choose um so it's going well with her her and cooter they lift weights together and i guess that's sexual i guess i don't i think um, the point is supposed to be that 
we're supposed to think it's going to be sexual, but then it's not a sexual thing. But all I know is that the captions when that she was lifting weights just said slow motion moaning. Yes. So, yes. Take for that <sighs> what you will. Exactly. These things, everything's going great with Cooter. That's what we need yes. to take away here. She's she's found her found a guy for her. But we'll put a pin in that because yes. we got to get to Puck singing a song. He's here to sing. And- Am I the only one? Okay. Uh, it's originally um, by here. I can tell you a lot of these songs I knew, but I was like, "Who was singing that originally?" Uh, Melissa Etheridge. Ooh, okay, yeah. that's it's cool. a good song. I like this song. Uh, Puck added so much thrusting to it. He did, which I mean, you can't be surprised, I guess, at this point. I'm not. Everything Puck does involves thrusting now. It's true. That's his whole brand. Puck's season of thrust. Yes, uh, the Puck thrust, if you will. Yeah. Um, I know. Um, so my notes for the song are, I have like four or five, and it's yes. like, one, go away, Sugar Mata. Mm. Two, Adina is stone-faced here, lol. Yeah. Because that was really funny to me. Um, and of course, Quinn is uncomfortable with this. My next note is, oh yeah, Rory's here. I know, he just popped up in the background a yeah. couple times this season. I was like, oh, hi. And, wait, is this the same day half of them are wearing the same clothes? Yeah, I, I assume everything takes place basically over, like, two days. But the same clothes. Yeah. Okay. They, 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 Clayne sings a song, and then they break for lunch, and then they come back to All Day Glee Club, and Puck sings a song. <laughs> right, I forgot about All Day Glee Club. It's, it's Lady the... Music Week, no other classes are needed, <laughs> except for when Puck right. goes to math later. Exactly. All we have is Lady Music Week and dre- Geometry. Yes. And also my final note is Puck looks a full 30 here. Like, yeah. Like he looks a full adult man. Whatever hairstyle they're going for right now, which is like semi-grown out mo- mohawk. Right. I don't love it. No. I also like, yeah, he's like singing directly to Shelby, but Shelby's seated behind Quinn. So Quinn's like, what's happening here? Right. Also, they have Quinn's hair pulled back because she's in that phase where your hair's just long enough to do like a tiny little nub ponytail and it looks good on basically no one and i I'm, i do think that includes diana agron i i think you're right so I'm she sorry. just looks like messy today because she's like yeah the first day you're like i can finally get this off my neck but it still like doesn't look good mm, yikes and then after puck sings this thrusting song which is a good song i will reiterate i like the song i'm yeah. the only one I, I don't know if i like this version better Sorry. Puck. I have to listen to the original because I respect Melissa yeah. Etheridge. Melissa Etheridge. And then Quinn continues to, she accosts Puck in the hallway and continues to do the most. Right. It's like, you, we know you sung it to Shelby. Or, uh, yeah, yeah, we know you sung it, it to Shelby. Shelby. And so my mom is going on the, the Christian booze cruise. So you get to come over to my house and we get to have sex. And Puck is like, nah, no. you're unhinged. No. No. <laughs> no. I don't want it. Yeah. Um, and like, but the phrase I would rather raw dog a beehive. Yikes. Yikes, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and like, this episode is the closest we get to anyone being like, Quinn, what's good? I know. Even though it's still, and it's even though it's still Puck, Puck being like, it's fucking Puck being like, there's something wrong with you, girl. Yeah. So he's too, he's too head over here's heels. Uh, he's too gone for Shelby. So he's yes. rejecting. He doesn't even want to have sex with Quinn because she's probably crazy, he says. Right. And Quinn's like, okay. And then she's sad. Yeah. But enough about that. We got to get to Fintana in the hallway because 
Finn is legit concerned about her yet again, and she, and she was his first point yep. for continuity. Yep. And that means something to Finn, and it's genuinely, and he's genuinely there to help her. That's great. Yeah. Cool. Finn is, like, on high alert because his belief is that when this ad comes out that Santana will unalive herself, so... Right. Which, where he got that conclusion from is unclear. I don't know where he I'm would I'm sorry, have... I'm just still stuck on unalive. Um, it's, yeah. I, I know. You know how you gotta get past the, you gotta get past the filters. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Um... So, oh yeah, um, it was because like one of the guys in one of those uh, like it, it gets it better gets videos better, yeah. offed himself, yeah, I or guess unalived himself. Is Finn sensitive to this because of everything that like Kurt went through? Perhaps. Perhaps. Perhaps Kurt Finn is like when people get come out of the closet, they get death threats, and so maybe he's just like this could only go badly for her, and so he's right ultra sensitive to it. Fine. Sure. Okay. Um. And so then we have to deal with this slow-ass girls-just-want-to-have-fun rendition. I I do not know how I feel about this. Because Me neither. It's not bad. It's like, not musically. bad. This is one of those songs that it's like, it's played to death, and it has been for the past almost 40 years or yeah. whatever. But, like, when you do something new with it, it's actually pretty interesting. Yeah, the stripped-down version is cool. Yeah. But I find the context is what I struggled with because it's just so earnest it's so earnest it is so on the nose and it is like i cannot deal with finn doing the backwards chair sitting cool english teacher thing that's the thing if i had heard (sighs) the song without watching this scene i might have been like okay i see what they're doing but they just played it so deadly straight and so deadly serious with finn being like this is the most important thing i'm ever going to do and like and santana buying it it worked yeah that's also i was like really sure 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 okay fine yep um sure okay sure that's how i Um, felt out of context pretty good (laughs) in context i felt uncomfortable and also finn was doing so much with his face he had been going (laughs) to the leah michelle school of face acting and was like if i don't move my face a hundred times during this song they won't know i'm emoting add it to the wiki the leah michelle school of act of face acting um also, the an, an electric violin just appears out of nowhere. Where'd they get that? And that sent me. That was hilarious <laughs> to me. And my next note is also, good for Dina Menzel for getting her paycheck. Because yeah. most of this episode until the end is just her sitting there just observing. And I'm like, good for you. You probably negotiated the shit out of right? that rate. I will sit here and you will give me money. And I will bring credibility to your funny little show. <laughs> to your silly little musical. <laughs> Cut to one big daddy chicken patty, which... <laughs> fucking love Beast. Yeah, Beast. Beast is... I'm rooting for Beast. Chicken with a side of chicken, good for her. And then this is the bomb drop. We've, we've circled back to Sue Sylvester's booty call list. Yep. Um, and this is the bomb drop that Sue is using Cooter as her man because... Uh, of the whole like thing and beast is sad but cooter to his credit doesn't know like she like, she's he's been pursuing her and she's not like she's not having it or she's being resistant because we all know about right she has uh, beast's intimacy issues, issues from the last one yeah. yeah um and now cooter uh wants a she wants more uh, yeah i keep on confusing beast and cooter in my mind for an, uh, not even the people just the names cooter doesn't want a buddy 
he wants a woman. Sure. Sure. So that's Sue, apparently. Okay. Cut to election day for both the students and Congress, apparently. Yes, in the same building. Convenient. In the same building. Convenient. I liked this scene because we, sh- we like, go through and see basically who everyone in the Glee Club votes for. We get a couple mm-hmm. good voiceovers where Quinn is, like, um, I believe in Kurt's message, but uh, much like my dad will vote for the, con- the candidate who is the least ethnic, I'm going to vote for the candidate who is the most girl. Right. And on the flip side, you have Mercedes being like, yes, uh, Brittany is one of my trouble tone girls, but if I if Santana's girlfriend wins this election, we'll never hear the end of it. So she votes for Kurt. <laughs> right. Yeah. And then everyone's voting. Mike Chang is wearing headphones and just totally vibing during the vote. Like, Yo, for whatever reason, he just dances also, in and out. Here's the thing. Good for Mike Chang or good for Harry Shum Jr. To, for collecting his paycheck. His paycheck was... Just show up, bop along. Right? And, like, he did that here. He did that in all the songs. Like... Yep. Man... He was doing just enough. He was doing what he needed to do. You go, Mike Chang. Um, so yeah, everyone's voting. Everyone has feelings. Um, um, Kurt really wants to win. Um, Emma looks great, and she's there to serve a purpose, and that is to, I don't know. Mention I, that things are happening, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I forget what the purpose was. Um, but now we get, oh, now we get Beast's rendition of Jolene. Yeah, because okay, so... Will and Emma come up to Beast and are like, how are things going? And she's like, I hate that I have to see them here. Yes, and, that's what it and is. And they're like, it's okay. Uh, she's going to lose the election and she's going to lose her man. And Beast is like, I guess. And then she sings. <laughs> she's like, I feel like I'm in a sad country music song. And then she sings Jolene. Yup, ergo Jolene. Man, I'm all I could think about was like, there's a recent um, TikTok that was going around that was like, these cannot be the men that Jolene was stealing. Right? <laughs> like, something like that. Um, I love the song Jolene, and so... It's great. It's a classic. I think this is a pretty good rendition of it, honestly. I like... Yeah. It reminds me of Miley Cyrus's cover of Jolene. Mm-hmm. It has that same sort yeah. of style, a little bit lower register, like, a little bit more, like, gritty, I guess, in some yes. ways. I thought it was really good. I, I think, I do too. honestly listening to this song on glee was one of the impetuses for me to be like oh i should listen to this song more um Ooh. which is a hilarious way to go from that path from glee <laughs> to miley cyrus to dolly parton right um the the dot marie jones to dolly parton right. pop line yeah exactly uh it's good uh totally here for it she sounds good it's a yeah, fun same. scene also, like, the one thing that was weird about it to me was, like, she was doing, like, the locks of golden hair thing, yeah. which, of course, is locks of raven hair or something. Auburn, Auburn hair. Auburn hair. But it goes through the bathroom mirror. Yeah. From Sue Sylvester, noted blonde, to Quinn, Quinn yeah. also a noted blonde. And I'm like, I don't and think... And there was, like, a blonde cheerleader in there, too. I guess maybe yes. she was just, like, making a comment that blonde-haired girls have it easier more or, fun? or more I don't feminine know. i don't know i don't know uh, once again glee cameras mean something and sometimes well, you forget right I and mean, i get like the changing the lyric because yeah sue ha- is a blonde right but, like, yeah but also what you said so we cut to the hallway where we get some good old-fashioned homophobia this where... school has rugby first of all this man I'm... is the captain of the rugby team see that to me was a sophomore rugby team, which implies yeah. they have multiple rugby teams. They have several teams. rugby teams. Um, like, 
I don't know. Like, that to me was the least surprising part of this, Yeah, I guess. I mean, um, it's just a new fact. How many sports can this school with no money sustain? Right. Apparently, enough. Um, we got, like... You don't, you know, you're not really gay. You just need the right man to straighten you yep. out. Barf. Your classic, your classic, uh, homophobic scene. Right. There's always so, one. And then we get the lady squad. I'm sorry, I just said lady. Um, <laughs> but like girl we, squad feels bad there too. Yeah. Um. So we get, we get all, we get all the get, ga- we get all the the women, the ladies. Yes. Uh, the 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 squad of glee to step in and stick up for santana it is the most this is perhaps one of the most cliched things glee has ever done they literally have every woman they could find who they pay money to stand Mm -hmm. in a circle say they they go through all the phrases you expect um yeah it's not a choice but if it was a choice we wouldn't pick you like right and it's every woman you've ever seen like you know yeah. what it, this felt the opposite of girls just want to have fun for me this one lacked any earnestness this one felt like they took a scene from everything and stuck it in as like due diligence basically yes but at the same time i i don't know how i feel about girls just want to have fun but i like this scene really yeah i don't know i think maybe they just they just sell they sold it this... like maybe they just they or like they did the theatricality part of it correctly where it could lead into i kissed a girl which i also have some things about it what it reminded me of is in like how in when they were releasing endgame in marvel they made a whole big deal about like this like shot where every they got every girl superhero and they all literally lined them up and made them like walk down in like this what's supposed to be a powerful moment but instead it just oh, yeah. it reads very much like checking off a box like did it women check sure that's what this feels like to me it's like girls are going to defend each other and it it just didn't feel this is one of those things i don't think glee earned this i see that i can see that and then also to lead it into a song which is i kissed a girl which is not a song about like loving women it is instead about katie perry being like i'm gonna kiss this girl to make my boyfriend more attracted to me um I had a friend once that like wrote an entire term paper on the in, the internalized misogyny of this song yeah. in high school. Yeah, it's just one of those songs like again like they like the title makes the title of this is I kissed a girl. So clearly this is a great song to sing to support lesbians, which I don't think is true. No. That being said though, I think they out of context, I think they did a killer job on it. Yeah, it's like a good it's like a good performance. Right. But this maybe I'm just too jaded for Glee now that I can't like deal with them being trying to do things like this. Where I'm just I get like, that. no, they did not earn their. Every lady stands around and says all the things to a man when he tries to say. Like you could watch sure. this scene in any movie that has a lesbian no, in it, especially in like 2011. Yeah. yeah. No, I'll give you that. But I'll give you that. Good. They did do a good job. Of, also, boy, this show fucking loves Katy Perry. Like this show fucking loves I know Katy Perry. That was the era of Katy Perry. So, but like, we've had was a so Perry many era. Katy Perry songs lately. It's true. Damn. Can't escape her. Can't escape also, her. Also, we've already heard um, this song on Glee. Oh right! Oh my god, I forgot all. Yeah. Justice for Tina. This was Justice this for was Tina. Tina's audition song, and literally, I don't think we see her like twice. Now I'm mad. Yeah. 
Like this was her song. I take and back she, everything I said. And and she got it got taken away from Tina. <sighs> Man, and this is where they could have done so what? I'm still a rock star. Yes. I got my rock moves and I don't need you tonight. Yeah. Which is also oh, a God. better song, I think. It was, There's it was so such many a like song. fun pop songs they could have done instead of the one that everyone thinks is about lesbians but is lesbians. really not about that at all. Right. Oh man, now I t- this was another episode where Mike Chang was just like bopping along in the background and I wrote, Mike Chang, what are you doing? Um, hold on. <laughs> I am on the Wikipedia page for I Kissed a Girl. Okay. Um, in an interview, Macy Gray revealed that I Kissed a Girl was initially offered to her before Perry ended up releasing the song. You have to leave this whole silence in while we process the information that I Kissed the Girl could have been sung by Macy Gray. <laughs> well, that broke me. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, my God. Miley Cyrus I fucking love has, Macy Gray. Miley Cyrus has claimed that this song is about her. Oh, really? I guess Katy Perry wrote it. And then offered it to Macy Gray. Unhinged. But maybe she wrote it about Miley Cyrus, according to Miley Cyrus. Uh, okay. Wow. wow. So we get well, at the end of the song, we learned <laughs> yeah. that I can't believe we have to just go move on from. We that. have God to move it. on from the fact that this could have been Macy Gray. Her hey, her 2011 album, The Sellout, underrated. Um, justice for Macy Gray. Justice for Macy Gray. Um, Okay, I guess moving on. Anyway, we find out Santana's parents are cool with it. Great. Hooray. She just has to tell her abuela now. Yes. We'll circle back to that. Um, uh-oh, my, my note is because autocorrect. Uh-oh, Kurt is called into Wiggins' office. Oh, Wiggins. <laughs> oh, Wiggins. Uh-oh. Um, yes, there, there was 190 votes for Kurt which is more votes than there are people who are voting. Yep. So something's amiss. I don't know why Kurt's defense was, I thought about cheating, but I didn't do yeah. it. Like, yeah, bro, that's, keep it under like, wraps. Shut up, Kurt. And so he might be suspended. And now he's, like, super down because he has nothing now. And it's, like, good on Chris Colfer for acting the shit out yes. of this. But it's, like, no, again, you did not need to win class president to get into a, a musical theater conservatory. So you could be class president for, like, half a year because it's probably already november so right truly so truly like this school's dumb this school is dumb they have no sense of structure <laughs> uh, but rachel admits that she was the one that stopped the ballots it's also hilarious to me that rachel is just like has no concept about how to cheat well like she just right. did a bad job why, why would she put so many ballots in Rachel is truly overcorrecting. Like, yeah. she learned one lesson after all of those times she learned all those lessons and is like, oh, I gotta let this one stick. Yeah. But she, yeah, and she definitely over, she overcorrected. She went like, she I had to be a good friend, so I will get 190 ballots into this box for Kurt. Anyway, it turns out that Puck knows the quadratic equation because he's been doing math for his pool business, which is not what you need the quadratic equation for, but No, okay. but he's good at math now. This scene seems totally out of nowhere that he's suddenly good it at does. math. We've not yeah. been having a plot about Puck being a bad student, but we are now. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, it doesn't matter because Puck gets a call about 
the baby. Yeah, this is... So, yeah, we cut to the hospital. Beth took a tumble and needs medical attention. And stitches. And Shelby made the choice to call Puck, which was a bad choice. Which was a bad choice. Especially because, like, Will. she knows he's in school. <laughs> yeah. But, like, you can't just call a teenager and be like, come support me at the hospital. Right. I'm come on, call Will, call right, Emma. Right, doesn't she have friends? Like, she has friends. Canonically, she and Will are buddies now. Yeah. Uh, if you dig deep enough, she and April Rhodes are probably old connections, right? which means that which means that Elphaba and Glinda are friends in this universe too. Obviously. Um, duh. They can't That's say it out loud, business. but like wink, we all know. <laughs> wink wink. <laughs> yeah. Wink wink, baby. She calls Puck um, and they they all are comforting each other and then Puck, like, stands up to make sure Beth doesn't have ugly stitches. And then we smash right. cut to them having just slept together. Yes. Who boy. I don't, um, I hate this plot so much. I hate this plot so much. And, like, justice for Adina Menzel that, like, they're giving her, like, that Shelby all of a sudden is this, like, cowardy, like, wishy-washy thing that, like, sleeps with the student but keeps on saying no it's wrong we can't do this and it's like girl yeah then don't fucking do it and she's the adult in this situation she really needs like she's real i think this really reflects more poorly on her than it does on puck yeah which is a bummer because because puck because Um, puck yeah but then we have what i can only assume is naya rivera's emmy and uh, emmy submission right uh we have this scene where she's coming out to her grandmother yes because grandmother's her best friend and it's very sweet and this is very like typical 2011s mm-hmm. like gotta tell this person gotta tell that person and that person means the most of all so like i gotta make sure they're cool with it and she has a very sweet speech about like she's hiding a piece of herself from the world and she doesn't want to do that she doesn't want to fight herself or the world anymore and it does not go well no abuelita says you basically you should have just kept it a secret i don't accept this uh get out of this house and it's selfish for santana to make her uncomfortable which don't love that but you know that's how people that's sometimes just how people deal yeah. with things and react to things. And you I know, guess. we had when Kurt came out to his dad, everything went very well. It seems right. reasonable to have like to explore the other side of it where it yeah. doesn't go yeah. well for you. Totally. Yeah, it's a good scene. And, it's done very well. And yeah, it's very sad. And now Puck is back with Quinn. Quinn, yeah, <sighs> Quinn like, reveals her new plan is. To have to sex get with Puck pregnant. to get pregnant again because she can't get Beth back, so why don't you just try do over, basically? And finally, Puck is like, "Oh, we fucked up. Like, yeah. you needed help, and none of us helped you. We we've been like we all let you we down. all let you down. You've been suffering and you've been hurting for like three years now, and right. we really just hecked that up. The fact that Puck is the one to realize and say this." fucking wild wild bananas that this is the most like 
emotional maturity is coming from Puck, not any of the other reasonable people on this show. Right. But whatever. Especially after all this time when Finn was being like, Santana, we're here for yeah, you. Yeah, and we support exactly. you. Exactly. He couldn't look to the left and go, Quinn, let's talk. Quinn, you good? Yeah. No one is saying <laughs> What's good, that Quinn? Except for Puck. Which is disgusting i like that it happened i don't really like that it was that it was puck who kind of made the uh the connection there so right but good news uh bert won congress yeah okay check (laughs) yeah great love that really like genuinely happy to see that payoff yeah that's great um and beast will do anything to win you back coot because we have this really emotional scene yeah where she comes in between it's like it's between yeah i love you i hate that she has to do this with sue in the room like yeah i get the function though like it's it's to show the battle over coot yeah terrible Fine. name yeah yes beast yeah. is able to emotionally open up and be like i miss you i'm gonna fight for you i love you and your name is cooter <laughs> all i could think about is like remember the house bunny starring anna faris of course who doesn't did I mean, I, I like that movie. Everyone should um, like that movie. It's a great movie. Doesn't she have a cat named Cooter? Uh, quite possibly. Or a dog named Cooter? If so, she's right. That movie came out in You 2000. should rename Wanda. No. Um, that movie came out in 2008. Mm, can't tell without rewatching it, I think. Huh. Okay. If anyone knows the name of the pet from House Bunny, let us know. Bunny. Oh, okay. Um, Pooter. The the pet's name is Pooter. Oh, close. And close. just as bad, as it turns out. Just as bad. Um, anyway, we cut back to the Glee Club. Uh-oh, Rachel's not there. What had happened? And this is where we get the iconic Kurt sweater affirmation. Yes. He is there to congratulate President Brittany. Great. Hooray. And, um, Kurt is just kind of like, this is fine. And Quinn, I guess... Oh, right. Why did I write Quinn? Are you okay? So at the end of Puck being like, Quinn, you need help. She's like, you're right, but please stay and like hold me. Yes. And then she was like, you mentioned that you were coming over here to have angry sex. Who were you angry at? And then he's like, I need to tell you something. So it's implied because then all of the last scene, Quinn is just giving the death glare to Shelby. So it's implied that yes. Puck told Quinn about yes. the LaFair. Okay. Um, and now it's time for revenge. Yeah, revenge. So now Quinn is just angry at Adina Menzel. Wow. Which, honestly, she should be because they're sketch as fuck, so. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so we got Santana bring us home with constant cravings. I also wrote Santana Um, brings us home with constant cravings. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, which... Okay, love this song, yeah. but the another thing, another why the accordion? I know it's probably just part of the instrumentation, but just someone could play the accordion, accordion. and they were like, "Yeah, let's do it, let's do it." And that was so funny. But we get a little bit of everything because we—that's our closing montage of like Rachel crying in the hallway. Yeah, uh, Shelby starts singing his, at some point, which I loved. Like this, I thought. I mean, I love this song in this con, like in this. Uh, Everyone was just like very sad. This is yeah. this is the song about people being sad. Um, yeah. Kurt mails a in song. a physical application to Niata, which is not what we were doing in 2011. 
Was everything on? Was everything virtual at that Basically, point? Basically, like I didn't apply. Yeah, for, you're right. I didn't apply for a single school on paper. No, neither did I. You're right. Yeah, I'm thinking of my acceptance letters were all. Yeah, those still came in the mail, but right. But you were not. You were not filling, writing down your application and then mailing it through the USPS. Right. But whatever. I guess it's more dramatic to watch watch him fold a piece of paper and put an envelope than to go and be right. clicking through the common app website you know there was not the common app um you know someone in the writer's room was like yeah we 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 have to make him fill it out don't yeah. we just um it's, just, it's more dramatic just put it put an envelope there just, it's fine yeah and then we end the sh- we end the this the show the show the episode mm-hmm. with Rachel walking into the Glee Club saying, I confessed what I did. Um, I'm suspended for a week. It's on my permanent record, and I can't compete at sectionals. Which, to my response, was sweet. Sectionals are going to be good this year. <laughs> what? I'm tired oh. of Rachel. <laughs> That's fair, though. Um, yeah. That was it. This was like... That was it. What's your pulse on this episode? I don't know. That's kind of um, how I felt. Like... I didn't disenjoy it, but it it's not one that I would... Besides the performance of Jolene, I don't think I'd look to re... I'm not, I never look forward to rewatching this one. Same. Um, I thought, like, good performances of, like, a, of an okay plot. Like, the plot was fine. Like, mm-hmm. last... I feel like last season we were criticizing a lot of, like, this plot is bananas, it's half-baked, yeah. it's out of nowhere... And this one, like, it feels, everything feels more solid and grounded. Yeah. But it's just not interesting. I think with the exception of the Puck Shelby plot, which is genuinely bad, and, like, that's the thing. There's a lot of ongoing plots that are not great. Like, Puck Puck Shelby Quinn is a trifecta of, like, plots I don't like. Yeah. But I'm fine with the, like, Kurt and Rachel needing to get to New York plot. That's fine. Right. I'm fine with like the Finn not knowing what he wants to be plot. I'm fine Man, with the I want more of that plot. Yeah. I'm fine with the congressional race plot. So I want like more of that too. There's a lot of things that are happening that I'm not opposed to. Just none of this episode was really like I I wouldn't even necess- it's a little filler, I guess. It's a little bit yeah, of a filler yeah. episode. Yeah. There's just it just wasn't it was myth. It was a myth it a myth episode. Yeah. It was a myth episode. I love that. <laughs> Oh, I'm gonna put that in the description. This, welcome to um, our new episode. Um, but regardless of how meant it was, uh, we do still have to talk about the the songs we heard in it. Yes. And you need to pick one that you like best and put it on your permanent Ooh, your permanent record of music. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. So your choices are "Perfect" by Pink, "I'm the Only One," "Girls Just Want to Have Fun." Jolene, I Kissed a Girl, and Constant Craving. I think I do Constant Craving. That's fair. Yeah. I just thought that was a solid I feel solid like that one. was like the big ticket item this yeah. this this episode. I'd probably go with the cover of Jolene. I think yeah. it had the most impact on me. So Love that. um Great. And I didn't hate the I'm the only one. Pr- cover like i wouldn't skip it necessarily but i'm not gonna go out of my way to support it right okay yeah what a like stuff happened but also like did it 
I feel like us recounting this episode was so much more eventful than the episode itself. Basically. Which, I mean, okay. Yeah, well, I guess you can find the show at Glee Aggressive yeah. and gleeaggressive at gmail.com. The most important thing that happened on this episode was talk us thinking about Macy Gray. So. Look. Um, I stand. Yeah. If you would like to get in touch with us long form, you can send us an email. Um, send us an email encouraging Ian to do a cover of I Kissed a Girl as Macy Gray and release it. <laughs> Just keep... I might. Five people write in <laughs> asking Ian to do a cover of we I Kissed a Girl as Macy That's Gray. That's the base. Maybe we'll get that. He didn't agree to this oh, terms, but... Oh, and I agree to it now. Great. Yeah. It's in writing, guys. <laughs> Ian Brodsky as Macy Gray singing Katy Perry's I Kissed a Girl. I have to brush up that impression. It'd be great for your um, resume. It's, oh no, it's not on my resume. Walk into, <laughs> you walk into audition, no matter what they ask you to prepare, you've been like, whatever you're expecting, get out of here. I know I'm auditioning for Carousel right now. This is but, what you need but, to hear. Have you thought that maybe your Billy Bigelow is five foot seven? Weighs 140 pounds, soaking wet, and sings like Macy Gray. That, honestly, what you've just described sounds like a Glee character. <laughs> oh no, I'm cursed. I thought you were about to call yourself Kurt, and I'm like, you are not Kurt, Ian. Don't I'm not Kurt. You no. don't have the wardrobe for it. Yeah, no, you're right. And you don't want to. Anyway, That's okay, I'm cool with where it. can people find you on the internet? Well, for things that typically aren't Macy Gray impressions, you can find me at Ibrowski on Twitter and Instagram, Brodsky and on Facebook, ianjbrodsky.com. What about you, Karina? You can find me on Twitter and TikTok under the same handle, which is at Epic Adventure of. Cool. Ah, oh, well, that was an eventful episode. It's not even noon. Um, it's not. It's not. It's 10.58. Yeah, it's not even 11. Um, well, that was season three, episode seven. Uh, next week we're going to sectionals uh, already, uh, and you, so that's fun. We do love a okay. We do love a, a competition episode. There's at least something's yes, going to happen. We absolutely do, um, and it absolutely will. There's some surprises for you for next time, Ian. You're in for oh a little boy. surprise when we you can join Ooh. us next week when we will discuss season three, episode eight, called "Hold On to 16. What could okay. that mean? I don't know. They're all older than 16 now, so weird title. Um, I guess you can be 16. Maybe not Rory. You can be 16 and be a, a junior still, so never mind. I was a, Yeah, I was a 16-year-old Yeah, me junior. too. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Anyway, Ian, uh, does this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode of Glee? <laughs> okay, so because your operative use of the word make, yeah. no, mm. but in general... I mean, like, I will. Yeah, it's it's not turning you away from the series as a whole, but it, it wasn't. Right. It's not going to push you forward, but it's not going to hold you back. Right. Meh. Exactly. Meh. Meh. Meh.